Hello and welcome to Reading Chats. We're in Season 2, Episode 2. In this episode, we still have our former literature teacher, Debbie, with us. Say hi, Debbie. Hi. (laughs) And we are going to focus on the plot. We're going to give a little bit of a summary, kind of outline what happens. Um, And we're still talking about The War That Saved My Life by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. So let's go ahead and get into it. Debbie, are you ready? I guess so. Oh, I know you are. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the beginning of the plot, the introduction. What key points did we see in that section of this book? Well, for me, that section, which they sometimes call the exposition because you're, as you mentioned, introducing a lot of things that help the action begin, which is what plot is all about. Um, So in this case, we have Ada, who is unknown age, but about nine to 10 or so, or 11 maybe, (laughs) Um, and her brother Jamie living in London. And um, the story is told just briefly to mention this in first person through Ada. So what what she sees and does uh, is important, but also what happens to her and how it happens is important as far as plot goes. They start out in London and it is early to be affected and involved um, by the war. And in their situation as children, they are able to be evacuated to uh, out of the city to a village. And um, she and her brother travel by train to an unknown named village in the area of Kent, which is in the countryside. As they travel, they have different adventures. We find out several important things in this introductory part, which I think is about the first maybe seven chapters. They, uh, we find out that Ada has a, a disability with a club foot. She has been kept inside at home and doesn't even know what is wrong with her foot, for example. And Jamie has had limited experience as about a six-year-old going to school. So as they travel on the train, the adventures that they have are maybe wouldn't be so much adventures for many of us or many other children that age. But um, both of them have seen very little of the world outside either their home or just the local area uh, neighborhood for, for Jamie. We see... Right, uh, so they know inner city London and that's that's about it. Right. And even though they live with their mom, she's not depicted as very much of a nurturing mother. She's just kind of lives with them. Right. And, and uh, seems, well, we could talk about this more with character about ma'am, as they call her. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so part, to me, the exposition carries through to the time that they arrive in the village and the children are being that they travel with are being uh, signed out to families to take care of them and um, for them to stay with but nobody seems to want Ada and Jamie 
and one of the reasons might be because they they brought the children who had been going to school which Jamie has but Ada hadn't either hadn't gone to school because her mother didn't think she could go to school physically or mentally so Ada's a surprise to everybody anyway <laughs> so and I think yeah she's it. only been seen through the window so nobody really knows Ada at all no uh, again we don't want to too much character here but we have to know a little bit I think and that's what the exposition or introduction does it introduces us to some of the main characters and um, as they get into the village they uh, the lady Mrs. Thornton who is we find out her name really later but she is the one helping assign people out and she knows uh, someone that she believes will well, she'll make them take Ada and Jamie. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so yep. She, she takes her to a, a lady named Susan, Susan Smith, who uh, is living alone in a cottage that her friend left her, who was not in the book. She had passed away, and she, Susan is actually still mourning her friend, but she lives there alone, and she doesn't want to take care of any children. But she will do what she needs to do and to me this is where the exposition kind of shifts towards the rising action is after they get there and they get settled we know where they are now we know who they're staying with now what's going to happen right because while everybody else is getting snatched up outside the train station you know there's sort of an air of excitement to all of them and then there's just this ominous dread with Ada and Jamie as they're just left to be the last ones right so <laughs> now 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 they go out and get settled out at at Susan's house Mrs. Smith and and yeah so the rising action portion of this book seems like there's quite a few important parts to this this kind of I don't know I would say it's the longest section of this um, novel as far as plot goes. Absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, So we can't touch on everything, but what are some of the most impactful things from the rising action portion? Well, I see the development of the plot as as basically a development of Ada in particular, Uh as well as, you know, her brother some, but this, this story is really through Ada's eyes and about her she uh, the first thing they have to do really is get their physical problems uh, attended to Uh, and the first few uh, scenes you might call it the first part of the rising action seems to deal with this uh, waking up where they've been put to bed and finding out you know what they can eat uh, which is already much more plentiful that they have anything to eat (laughs) and 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 miss smith who says that she hadn't been to the store because she didn't know they were coming already has leftover food or the last of her grocery shopping basically more than ada and jamie usually see Um, yeah easily yeah they arrive in in a pretty bad state with only the clothes on their back so to speak and they're not in very good shape that they are either um, and they're very very dirty things that Ada realizes as she's traveling and sees herself in a mirror and doesn't recognize herself 
um, how, how awful that they do look uncared for extremely. So yep. the first couple of chapters of the rising action seem to deal with getting some of those problems settled. Susan gets clothes for them. Of course, they have shelter now. They have a place to stay. And she takes them to town, which I thought was one of the interesting early events. It's like a whole new world for them. Throughout these problems, we see Ada trying to deal with having her disability with the club foot. She has mostly been crawling around where they lived in London in the apartment and not allowed Mm -hmm. to ever go anywhere. But she had started trying to learn to stand and walk a little, which was almost pretty much impossible to do correctly with her foot. So... um, she kind of tries to hide it at first and, and doesn't want to say what really happened to her. She tries to act like she just hurt her foot. But yeah, Susan takes them to the doctor while they're in town. And the doctor knows, of course, what's wrong with it and does wonder why her foot wasn't taken care of as a newborn, which most of them were at this time in history, already be, you know, being taken care of at that time. But the best thing, I guess, that the doctor does for her is gives her some crutches. Yes. (laughs) So she becomes mobile enough to get around early on in the story. And that is going to be key to some of the other things that happen with her at this time. Oh, right, because it's a whole new level of freedom. Right. And the fact that she can be outside and on the way to... Uh, on the train, while they were on the train, she saw right next to the train. It's kind of like what they call foreshadowing of what might happen next in a story. She sees a girl riding a horse. And what is so important and key about being able to ride a horse, Ada sees right away. And uh, yeah, we might not notice it at first until at Susan's house there is a pony. There's a horse out in the field next to the house she sees that immediately and and why is that so important to Ada because she could ride a horse with her bad foot if she could get on it (laughs) right (laughs) so uh, going to town seeing the doctor getting the crutches all these things kind of happen kind of fast Um, the physical things start to get solved yes her foot is going to be a well right because in and in real life it would be that way too you have to deal with the immediate right in front of you and you got to do it quick food clothes um they're fascinated i thought one little part of the story that was interesting at that point going to town is when um, susan runs out of cash money and they go to the bank and and jamie calls it a money (laughs) store they've never heard or thought to see of anything such as that so this kind of highlights that this whole new, so to speak, world for them, not just Ada, but Jamie too, is it's like a, almost like a fantasy world, you know? Yeah, they never knew that an existence didn't have to be totally dismal. And it, I mean, it really is a whole new world for them. It definitely is. And Ada... And Jamie react to it differently. Um, 
and, and again, more for character discussion later, but Ada, let's just say, is difficult at times throughout this as she struggles with figuring out herself inside and how to deal with and also seeing things that she wants and wants to be able to do. But she also has this, you know, this deep ingrained thing of, of rejection that she's had all her life. And um, she uses that to kind of hide from embracing some of these things. Uh, yeah. Another part earlier on, of course, is we're still meeting some of the characters. By this time, I think by the time the introductory part ends, we've met the major characters. But we meet, uh, right. we see a little bit more of her, well, I don't know if you'd call it her friend because they've never really talked, but Stephen White, who's in a family who has siblings, you know, that go to school with Amy, and, and she saw him. Yeah, so he's a familiar face. Right. But they meet him. And so all he knows is that he's seen Ada in the window. Right. And he had no yeah. idea that she could even talk. But they run in, you know, they meet some of those kind of people earlier on. Um, the, the older, they call him a colonel. He's an old veteran who is the one that takes mm-hmm. Stephen to live with him. Um, they meet some other people uh, throughout some of the next events uh, that center a lot around the pony named Butter. Mm-hmm. Because that is Ada's motivation, and that keeps the story going with, with the uh, events uh, that she she is determined to get on that pony. She is. And that continues to provide action in, in, the, in, in the rising action. It continues to provide scenes that develop the story more of her motivation. Well, because there's, I think there's a whole um, uh, parallel symbolism with that pony going on, too. There's a lot of things in this book I see as symbolism, and I didn't know if we were going to do a separate section on that. um, I don't know. We might. (laughs) There's quite a bit we'll talk about. (laughs) But the the pony does represent a lot of things for Ada, and she gets herself on that pony. And she's determined to ride it. And she kind of almost is doing it somewhat secretly. Susan doesn't seem to care what she's doing either, which is such a contrast to Ma'am, who didn't think she could do anything and wouldn't let her do anything. Uh, right. So Ada just conveniently doesn't mention what she's doing. And Susan doesn't think it's a big enough deal to, like, call her out on right, it. Right, right. So. So there's a lot of interaction between Ada and Susan in particular. Jamie goes off to school, and they, um, Susan, of course, doesn't understand at first why Ada wouldn't be going to school, too. But we find out uh-huh. what we kind of already knew, is that she hadn't been allowed to go to school because they didn't think she could go to school or learn to read or write. So Ada is kind of conflicted about that, but she ends up staying home and because she doesn't have the, what would you call it, grade level ability to go to school. But that doesn't stop Susan well, introducing her to books and trying to get her to want to read and write. 
Right. And and Ada's still insecure enough at that point to think she doesn't know if she can actually learn or not. Right. So she'd rather just avoid the whole thing and stay home. Yeah. She, she's got all these hopes inside of her that have been squashed so long that she doesn't dare. There's a lot of references in the different incidents in the story about how she she doesn't want to get too comfortable with the new life even though she is embracing it because she she knows that she's supposed to go back when this is over yeah and it's and it's too good to be true to be true and so she doesn't want to allow herself but she wants so much that's because on that pony she mostly can feel what they would have called normal then as far as her foot right and that leads her to an exciting um interesting event where she meets um, mrs thornton's daughter margaret who she calls maggie right off uh, yeah she has a horse she comes riding up on this very nice what you call maybe a fancy riding horse and gets thrown by um, the noises from the airfield and that's something else that is happening at the time is they're building a, an air force little base there right next to where Susan's house is and that starts bringing the war closer as the story progresses and rises the war impact increases and the, the noise from the plane scares Maggie's horse and she throws her so by this time Ada can ride the pony pretty well so they get up they get her up on this horse and she takes she she takes Maggie who has gotten probably a concussion from the yeah she's a little she's seeing some stars from that one it's kind of kind of funny there's some humorous parts to this story it's not just telling what happens next um, that makes it an interesting story so they she takes her home and um, Susan is very upset at first and doesn't believe her she didn't know where she went and she got upset Ada did not even understand that anybody would be upset if she wasn't around, you know. Right. She didn't even think anyone would notice. And then she didn't believe the story because it was too fantastic because she did not know that Ada could ride the ride a horse that well. So that is an interesting story there too. Uh, within this story. But that's the way she meets Margaret and then Margaret is going off to go to boarding school and so we have some interaction throughout the story here and there where Margaret tries to write her letters and Ada of course can't read or write back at first and that is one thing that does kind of I think motivate her to to finally start to learn a little more about communication you know, reading and writing so that she can answer her letters and she Ada has to learn a lot of things about social skills because she hasn't had any ability or opportunity to do those yep. so there are several little stories about you know how to behave and, and when you meet people how to act and there are several little humorous little things like that throughout this part of the action as um, Stephen wants her to come and visit come to tea and they keep sending her an invitation and she keeps saying no because she doesn't know she's afraid of how she will be supposed to act and things like that eventually she finally does does go 
Another thing to me that's happening during the rising action is, of course, the increasing impact that the war is having on them. And those things start to creep into the story after she gets, after they get settled more. As mm-hmm. part of their sort of routine, it starts to change as we have the airfield develop. Several incidents happen. They also start listening to the radio. And those things do sort of creep in. They're not, it's written where they're, you know, they're, they're sort of on the periphery and, and they're happening, but it's almost like none of the characters notice them in an obvious way. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, suddenly they've got these planes right over here and they're putting curtains over their windows and, you know, all this stuff that was part of it. But they kind of led into it a little bit of a time, which made it kind of almost, I don't know how to put it, sneak up on them in a way. Then all of a sudden it's there with some of the bigger things that happen as we get towards the rising part that's leading eventually towards right the it's like none of them it's like none of them are noticing it's happening and then you know some of the later events it's like oh all yeah. this is right in front of my face right there's an incident where one of the planes crashes at the airfield that's one of the earliest ones and uh-huh. then they have um, some of the incidents that are happening with the war they hear on the radio and they go to the movies and the newsreels before the movie starts we get Ada so upset uh, because they have already yeah. Um, heard about some of these things then we have uh, they build the underground shelters for people to run and get into and there are some incidents with that with Ada because it's so much like being closed in like she was in London when her mother punished her she would put her in a cupboard and leave her there sometimes overnight so Ada has to deal with that closed in feeling that she was um free from when they get to the village and so there's some a couple of scenes about that right and then all of a sudden it's a necessity right then we have uh, the war getting closer with the different invasions that are mentioned from other places in Europe and then we have the Dunkirk where they have to um, bring the everybody took out their boats to go and, and get the people off the ships and they you know that's a famous historical thing I know we don't want to get all into all of that but it's very close to the the sea is right near where they live it turns out and they end up taking Mm -hmm. and helping some of the evacuating um, you know military that are coming in there and that's when Ada I don't know it's a it's a it's one of the turning points but I don't know if you would call it the climax yet because when that happens, Ada actually even at the end of the story about she gets involved helping with the soldiers that they're helping. And she said before Dunkirk, Dunkirk and after Dunkirk were different versions of herself. So I don't know if that's the climax, but it's getting close to it where she is. It is getting close. Something is really ramping up there. And the other interesting part of the story then is uh, Ada actually becomes a little bit of a hero when she I, they had you know 
talked about what to do if you saw someone that might be a spy. And that's what happens to Ada. And that is, you know, after Dunkirk, but not long after that. A lot of things happen with the war pretty quickly after that. Uh-huh. She actually sees and reports. And they don't want to believe her at first, but she actually helps them capture uh, someone who was a spy and sort of becomes a, a local hero. <laughs> Uh, that that part of the story is kind of fun to read too and interesting yeah I thought that was a fun little happening and during this time right after Dunkirk but I think before the spy incident she they, they try to take the children ironically from the village where they had been evacuated to be safe and they don't think they're safe there now but um, Jamie well particularly Ada don't want to leave. And <laughs> no, why would they? Yeah, I think they said something in there about this is still better than going somewhere else. Yes. And Susan doesn't want to I leave mean... them eat to them to leave either. So they stay, and it's summertime then. And Fred is Mr. Grimes, who is one of the employees that works in the stables for. Margaret's family. They go and help him a lot. He's an older gentleman. And so they're just kind of getting used to all that. The air raids, they had the spy incident. And then all of a sudden, to me, this may be the climax. What do you think? They get, they come in one day and guess who's waiting for them? Yep. That is definitely a pivotal point ma'am shows up yeah she's ready to take them back and why did she come and get them right then i think it had something to do with money it did (laughs) um it seems like that she was going to have to start paying for them to be kept taken care of out there and uh susan is getting a stipend you know money to help take that care of them and apparently they want ma'am to start paying it or something like that it seems like yeah it has something to do with that it definitely has nothing to do with her missing her children or anything of the sort no she doesn't seem to have very much maternal instinct and they had you know susan and even ada had tried to contact ma'am on several occasions and so when she shows up it's completely out of the blue because they've heard nothing from her right and definitely um i would consider that the climax because and as we enter the climax everything gets really fast in this it does. story it does. plot it, it speeds up and <laughs> and and happens like you know when that you, I don't know how to say that's kind of you know it's the end of their somewhat feeling of being settled right even though the whole time they've been settling in they've been trying to remind themselves not to feel settled in right but um, and so things were just kind of slow and unfolding and life you know was just going along and then here's ma'am and everything gets a lot faster and um, a lot more high stakes Yeah, and they have changed so much, they can't go back to the way they were. But that's what Mam wants them to do. 
they found out uh-huh. they didn't even know their last name, which ironically turned out to be Smith, the same as Susan, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, and they didn't even know their birthdays. And nope. she takes them back to London and everything just really snowballs pretty fast to, towards the end of the book there. Um, her mother, ma'am, tries to take Ada back to where she was. She takes away her crutches. She takes away her shoes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. She wants everything. They live in a different place, which may be a slightly nicer than the one they left, but not much. But when Ma'am goes off to work and and Jamie goes to school, Ada takes she takes uh, takes things into her own hands and starts looking and finds their birth certificates, finds out uh, articles about her their father who had been killed in an accident when when Ada was about four and a lot of things that she wouldn't have been able to figure out if she hadn't gone to the country and learned to read and learned more about herself and learned that she could have had her foot fixed so this kind of leads to a confrontation so these kind of things if the climax if it is when ma'am takes them back this is what we might call the falling action the things that lead to the resolution at the end um, and what one thing is this confrontation with ma'am in which what is Ada tell her you don't love us you don't want us and you won't have to pay for us if you'll just let us go <laughs> yep. how does that go <laughs> mom ma'am is kind of okay um, with it you know right Ada is not wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. she's right and before anything else can happen though we have another air raid and we have a bomb and as ma'am is gone and Ada is now back where she was where she can't get around but they do manage to get out the building which then is mom and um, during this time the last what about three or four chapters it's just maybe from chapter 44 or so to the end everything just happens very very fast Susan it's really fast it's really a whirlwind and um it and i think that's how it would have felt if you know if you were really ada and jamie that's how you would have been feeling too right but it is there are so many things in that resolution that um things happen so fast and and i'll just i'll just say there is a sequel to this book and you can kind of tell it right um, the way the resolution happens because you have and so but it is yeah coming out of the bomb rubble here's Susan it's like a miracle or something yeah came to find them she yep. was determined she knew they needed to be with her and she takes them back to the village and then what happens when they get back to the village <laughs> they find everybody's looking for Susan well, because her house has been bombed so <laughs> yep and nobody knew where she went and you know, after Ma'am took Ada and Jamie, I think Susan tried to sit there for a minute and, and talk herself into, you know, that's their mom and whatever. But I don't think it took her long to, to get up and head to London herself. Couldn't have, because all those things from getting back to London seem to happen, what, in about two or three days. It's very yeah. quickly. Cause, yeah, because when she does find them right then after the bombing, she, she had been looking for them. So she... 
you know she'd already right. been there and and, so. and ada had fortunately grabbed their birth certificate and so this leaves a whole things a whole opening of things that can happen now they have susan they have each other they don't have a place to live but that's going to get resolved everybody feels sure because all of the village will gather around them like they did when they were looking for susan mm-hmm. there at the end and so it's very clear like like i do also believe this there and we know there is a summary but i think it was divided here on purpose maybe because putting it in one book would have been too long for this age group um but it does make you want to find out yeah that's kind of what i make think you want to find out what's going on next some resolutions that's the end yep some resolutions leave you with questions that you'll never get answered and some resolutions like this lead to the next part of the story and we do have a lot of things left to find out right now ada has the pathway cleared no pun intended to have her foot fixed and those kinds of things so mm-hmm. we want to see what happens next yeah so i guess I that's a good so. place and to stop most of it and there's a um, lot of individual scenes incidents in the story that kind of fill out what we've said and i do like i do like how you mentioned that you know there's humor in it and it's kind of fun and you know there's all this learning that's taking place and all these i don't know kind of like light bulb moments that are happening for ada every new experience she has and but it's written in in a fun kind of hopeful way not not right a dismal way of how bad off she is so it makes yeah, so it makes the reading of the novel actually fun. It does. It so, does. Um, so uh, yeah, I think we'll stop there because there's a lot of transformation that happens. And we're going to get to that in our next episode where we're going to focus on main characters and kind of more in depth how, how they do evolve and how they do end up progressing and growing. Um so look out for that one uh thanks for joining us and we hope you will again next time bye bye thanks bye